Would you like to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> See what we? I did? Oh. No, I said we oui, like French. Oh, okay. We, 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 we. I have ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his way with women. I thought I want to learn a new language. You know what? I I do have a because uh, I'm a, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of of a French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's, mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's the trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got yeah. your Spanish, your French, mm -hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Arabic. Fast language acquisition. It, 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 there's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think. That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick mm -hmm. up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's all designed for long-term retention, which is great because I took Spanish for 12 years and all I know is how to find a library. Yes, Donde, I know. Donde está la biblioteca. So this one, really, really, you retain it. I learned German and I know hast du Zweister now abra. No, hast du Bruder now. Nine abra cabras by Swester. That means, have, do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't, you don't look like some clown. Desktop and <laughs> app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, mm -hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, so we have got uh, the one and only David Cross, an old buddy today. Um, mm -hmm. Dave, uh, you know half of Mr. Show with Bob Odenkirk, another extremely gifted comedian. Those guys, yeah. those sketches were so interesting, so funny, mm -hmm. along with Arrested Development. We talk about the uh, specials he's doing. He's got one coming out. Uh, uh, Dana, you had uh, some good chats with him. Well, I, I had listened to his album once, I think, and I asked, I couldn't remember the title. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. And I think it was Shut Up, You Stupid Fucking Baby or something. <laughs> and it was like 2002. But he's kind of like with, and Bob Odenkirk, they're like Batman and Robin. Or I don't know which one's Robin, which yeah. one's Batman, but they have an amazing sensibility. We talk all about their friendship. And um, David's just one of those uh, comedians that is always goes outside the lines does whatever he, he i mean he's mm. he you, he's um very thoughtful about what he likes in comedy and, and he and bob and that's why mr show was so great and different. we even make him talk about uh 
the Chipmunks movie, especially the second one, the Squeakquel. Dana thought I was making up the Squeakquel, <laughs> which we brought. We bring up his the the, the trilogy of the Chipmunk movies that he was in, and uh, I thought Dave was kidding the second one, but it was called the 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 Chipquel. What was the it? The Squeakquel. Yeah. So they squeak. Uh, yeah. So we laugh and you'll get to <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll get to know David David Cross, the one and only David Cross. And I like him because he's on Just Shoot Me and he did one of our best episodes ever, which was Slow Donnie. And yeah. uh so fun. So we get to talk about that. Okay, well, here you guys go. On a platter, David Cross. Shall we call him David Cross or yeah. David's because I'm gonna just be, how about DC? Just yeah. DC. That should that should fit. Well, that's you know. my initials. Now it's that, that's why oh, I said it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's the joke. There's two DCs, two Davids. Do we us. have do we have a third? What's your just middle call name, me Dave? Spade. Let's call me Spader. I'll call Spade <laughs> Sparky. Sparky for just today's podcast. I'll call Spade Sparky. Do you no, mind I'm that? just gonna jump in? <laughs> I'm looking at your whole everything to see where to jump in i could easily jump in with my e it's good it's it's good to know that you guys have really done your look at that look at dana there's there's too much stuff there's too Uh, much i I don't know where to begin it's It's, fucking spades over there (laughs) googling all right let's see what we got here i actually do my stuff (laughs) right before they go you'll know them when you see them and i go okay So uh, we, Dana, you don't know about this. I did a sitcom in the old days called Just Shoot Me. I was a guest. You were a guest. Oh, I can't say the next thing then. And DC was. (laughs) I was going to say DC was probably our favorite episode. But Dana, you were second. You were so close to Uh, second. I can't Uh, do comedy acting like that, David. (laughs) David Cross. He's He's brilliant at that stuff. Put a wig on me. I'll do a voice. David, do you remember this? bit we did on just shoot me i uh it it was perplexing to me how to this day that that uh slow donny thing was as popular as it was i mean i i this what are we was that 30 years ago 25 easy, years easy, ago something like yeah. that and um <laughs> and i mean i still get people still to this day saying uh chicken pot pie or <laughs> Or green, green quarter, quarter. Yeah. yeah, green quarter. I get. Um, Dana, so. just so you know, we were. Uh, he was on as Slow Donnie, mm-hmm. and I think you were Elliot's fun brother. Of, making fun of Todd's. Yeah, it was a you know his all funny stuff back in the nineties. You made fun of Todd's. Yeah, he was a challenged <laughs> individual. Oh. oh. And uh, he was one of the cast members' brothers, and then he wanted to date Laura. <laughs> and he was hitting on her, and she didn't know what to do because I don't know why he was mentally challenged. And did you use a Boston accent? For no. That? Oh, okay, because no, that was not. pretty funny when you just did no, it. <laughs> I, uh, it's the only way you're allowed to say the word retarded in context is to do it like you're doing an impression of a Boston guy. Because <laughs> it's so That's normal. The- up there, yeah. And, it, just, um, it doesn't sound aggressive. It's just I thought you were talking about that's just, talk. nah, that's just like, how they talk, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh uh the guy the character was pretending to be mentally challenged be because he was getting a free ride. Yeah. And then he showed him his the real self to Laura's character and then, you know gas litter the rest of the show and yeah. what did what how did you, did you affect kind of a voice or a character or you play it like yourself oh did, i mean i don't know it was, it's a uh, you know sitcom <laughs> for a network so i just did it as broad and dumb as yeah you know it's just like you know donnie wants to do this or what i can't remember but it's something like that <laughs> it's only 30 uh, years come on <laughs> i remember when when he's with he's just screwing up his household his whole life he's getting taken care of his whole life and his mom's all beat up, and she and he goes, "I love you, mommy." And she goes, "See, that makes it all worth it." Then he goes, "I love you, table." That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the table, and she goes, "Well," <laughs> but with Laura, he's hitting on her, and he's like, and then when they get quiet, he goes, "Listen, baby, I think we, I know a great sushi place. We can get out of here." And she's like, "Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, can you talk normal?" And he's like, "No, I'm Donnie." <laughs> and then he accuses Laura. 
<laughs> it's all great. Well, the great thing about that the sitcom world is that you would be sharing all these experiences with a coworker that you're extremely close with and yet never know <laughs> until that episode that was never brought up again that he had a brother <laughs> that was <laughs> mentally disabled and then never and brought then, up in any other never episode. Never brought up again. <laughs> I'm like, I should every show I should have gone Where's that fucking scammer <laughs> slowed on? Yeah. yeah. Don't bring him. <laughs> yeah, he was funny and and Maya, Laura was Maya. And uh God, we laughed. We talked about that forever. We always everyone's like that's the one that was But anyway, good job David Cross on that. Thank you All for right. that. Okay, we're pretty pretty much got, did that Wrapping one. That's it a up, good one. We, we uh, it's a perennial wrap up. <laughs> we're always on the edge of wrapping up. <laughs> but I do you want to talk about your current stuff or your canon of work? Oh, I don't care. Um, uh, I mean, there's not, I, I know, I mean, if we're talking about stuff to promote, I do, I have a special yeah. that I shot last summer during that tour that, sh that I think is February. It's in mid February. I should know this, uh, when it's coming out on, is that, world's worst yeah the worst daddy in the worst world. daddy in the world yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not okay so that's you when you shoot that like that special did you partner with a corporation or do you do it yourself or what was it is it like louis ck kind of thing or what yeah where did I, you... I i did the last one before that uh myself i just you know uh produced the you know out of pocket with some good local folks shot it in new york that that was i did that at because of covid um mm -hmm. Cause I was going to go on tour, but I had to cancel it. And, uh, and I figured I'll just shoot this anyway. It's all, it's fairly topical and relevant. So, um, when it came time to do this, uh, I paired up with 800 pound gorilla out of Nashville. They're great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just, yeah, shot it, uh, in the middle of the tour in Chicago and, and, uh, they were great. I'm pretty pretty psyched about it it's good it was a very fun tour and uh and yeah i did it all myself it'll be out i'll distribute it you know with them and that's it so can i ask you a question because i think the last one i did it was with a corporation and anyway i think they said it was like something like four to five hundred thousand dollars to shoot the special mm -hmm. for the for the two nights right is there a way when you're doing it yourself to bring that price point down a little bit? I mean, it seems exorbitant. I'm not anti-union. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, absolutely. I had seven, 17 cameras were on me, I think. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, I mean, um, absolutely. It's. Uh, I did this one. This was even less expensive than the one that I did myself where I was um, kind of scrambling a little bit. and uh, And that's part of what, Small part, but a significant part of what made eight hundred pound gorilla so great to work with. So it's you know, and everything's in house, so I didn't have to get a separate editor and go find one. And mm -hmm. everything, you know, when you're communicating with them through the pre and the actual production mm -hmm. and post production, it's all in house. It's all one place, and it's just a lot easier. And they're all good at what they do. So, and it was it was relatively cheap. And it seems like my impression with you is you wouldn't be someone who would get nervous but do you get nervous either shooting specials going on talk shows are you because you do seem pretty mm -hmm. calm or at least together Confident. <laughs> i don't like shooting specials because usually it's here you go it's your one shot you worked on it for a year better make it work you know well uh i think that's i i don't get nervous i definitely am aware of stuff and everything's kind of heightened a little bit but i i always shoot always in the middle of a tour. So if I'm doing, let's say 80 dates, right. in a mm. calendar half mm -hmm. year, whatever it is. And I always look at the calendar and the routing and stuff. I go, okay, I'm going to shoot my special right around there somewhere. Give or take a few shows around show 40. Mm -hmm. Then I always record the audio during the last or second to last show. Um, cause it changes, it evolves as you go mm -hmm. on. And by the time I've shot it, it's, you know, I mean, that's my 41st time I've done that set. And, uh, so, mm -hmm. I mean, I've got it, it's down and, and I always, you know, I'll tape two episodes. So it's, 
if sure. I fuck something up, I got one more. Do you do take, retakes you know, more, during uh, your special? Mm-hmm. I know uh, there's a no, comic I know no. I work with a lot, and sh- and they stop and they redo their line a bunch of times when even though they have two shows. So that's one no. way that I have not heard of, but I mean, I, I, it would mess with the momentum for me. Um, oh, but, for sure, yeah. Unless you totally mangle it, I mean, I don't think I'd do it. No, I'm not doing it for uh, the TV audience or the audience at home. When I'm doing that, I'm always it's always about the people in that room, and hopefully that translates. And if I fuck up, I'll say I fucked up and yeah. whatever. And, and address it. Um, uh, but I'm very much in the moment and, uh, you know, it's, I'm not trying to cut it so much so that it looks, I want it to look as spontaneous as it feels when you're in the audience, you know? Sure. Do you think that when you do it in the middle, which I think I'm trying to figure this out for myself because I sort of got off, caught off guard. My first special was probably, you know, way back around, just shoot me. And, uh, and then it was on HBO. So it kind of, people were traveling with an hour for 10 years, you know, that was just Mm -hmm. the old way it was done. And then when I thought about doing another one, I did it for comedy central. And I don't think as many people saw it as right before Netflix was blowing up. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, God, all that material and then you have to get rid of it, I guess. And then after my last special, they're like, now once it aired the next, you know, next standup, I'm doing it a theater. They're like, well, ideally it would be all new. And I'm like, all new, a whole new hour. It took me so long to get this one. So I'm, what, what I'm sort of getting at is you do it in the middle, mm-hmm. which might be smart because by toward the end, you, you have free reign to sort of start screwing with it because you already got it. Mm-hmm. Then you can, then by the end you might have, you know, another 20, half hour. You don't know, you know, it might evolve. Well, that's, ex- that's exactly what happens. And uh, the, the, what I do and I've done for the last, uh, four specials. This will be my fifth time doing this thing, doing it this way. Is and I'm, I just started uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I do these shows in Brooklyn where I live, um, and I do. It's uh, they're called shooting the shit, seeing what sticks. Everybody knows what <laughs> the premise is. I'm going up there with just a handful of notes and mm-hmm. kind of Dana like what you showed and uh just scribble scroll mm-hmm. you know and I go yeah oh what do what do I want to work on what do I think is funny and everybody and I have guests so that it's they're not watching a guy for an hour and 15 minutes just dicking around but um the beginning of it I will you know have some kind of fresh anecdote which I do now uh currently about uh a surprise hand job and then uh and then uh and then i get then i have a guest and then i get to and that's a thing like oh this just happened but i think there can be a story here you know and then i get to just kind of some ideas that i'm working on uh and you know sometimes it's it hits sometimes it doesn't and then i have a guest and then i'll just do stuff that i dropped out of the last special so Every single special or tour that I do has like it anywhere from like five to 15 minutes of stuff that I did on the last tour that I'm not going to put in an hour and a half of material, uh, you know, not doing a special for, I'm not going to make it a 90 minute special, which means I got to cut something because the shows are that long. And then the stuff I cut, out of both the audio and the the video special is stuff where I go, I know I can work on that and make that better. And so I'll work on those bits and try to find a different context for them. And, and there's a, I don't want to give a, give it away, but there's the, the closing bit of this last special, which is really strong and, and, uh, you know, pretty, uh, a pretty good punch. Um, that whole bit was something that I riffed just before I shot the last special before this one where I took it out, I cut it out and I was like, I I know I can work on this. And I worked on it and became the closing bit. So I have that stuff ready to go. So it's, it's like a sourdough starter, you know, you take a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed what happened on my last one was I had stuff that was very new that I, you know, I, I always fall in love with newer stuff Mm, and I threw it in 
and it was undercooked. And then now I would work on it. So I'm like, I really can't put it in because the premise is the same one, but now it's five minutes long and way better mm-hmm. and more polished. I'm like, shit, I kind of wasted it. Like you just said, you didn't waste it, which is smart. Well, there is, I mean, yes, but also there's stuff that, um, which is partly why I do the audio at the end, because there are things that were definitely fresher in the middle of the, the thing that I, I, you know, I was like, oh, I, I can, I've, I just started working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the audio version is a little different and tighter and uh, even expanded, but it, it, it's more of the idea, like it addresses the idea as opposed to this kind of throwaway funny idea that I did. And then I found some somewhere down the line, I found a context for it. When you say your strongest bit is at the end, the last time I did one, I went in, I won't mention the live streaming. So it wasn't anything negative, but went into a room with all these people and they just talked about audience retention. They mm. showed me posters of the special. He said, this does well in the Netherlands. This does well in Brazil. And then I thought, well, you should do a special as if the audience could start leaving at any minute. Yeah. In other words, you know what I mean? Because that's what happens on, on when the living room. Because uh, I there's certain people I'll go to the end, but you know I'm a comic. Yeah, 15, 16. Oh, yeah. So they really look at that. He made you have 18 minute, 18 minutes of retention by 65 percent of our audience. I don't know if you think of that or have experienced that. It sounds like something you wouldn't like. No, I, I mean, as I, an artist, I never think of that and hopefully never will. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm in it to do fun, good shows and I don't yeah. care. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not looking to get a $40 million paycheck or, I mean, those days are over obviously, but, um, you know, I'm not, that's not my interest. I, I mm-hmm. really, really, really love doing stand up. Uh, and and it's just a fun process. Every every part of it is fun, except for traveling. I don't like the travel so much. But uh, everything else. Do you know great. any stand up that does no, like the travel? I just did it. And it was rough. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a G four rocked and loaded, and they, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, uh, it's, there's it's there's some people that have their own bus. I know that. Um, I but, wonder if a bus is good. You know, I did. A, I I've done it in a plane when I jump on with Sandler. It's, but it, it's great, but it still delays. It's still, I mean, it couldn't be better, but you're still like, we're in Florida. It's 85 degrees. Now we're going to Canada. Now we're going to Nova Scotia. Now we're dropping down and you still manage to complain. I do. I find a way. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> but I'm, I'm wait, I want to go back. So you, you did Canada and Nova Scotia. Dave, how did you, what happens that? is I just talk off the top of my head and it always <laughs> makes no sense. I, that's a weird Nova route. Scotia. Is that still down by Australia? Because I don't have it in front of me. They just moved it. They just moved it a couple <laughs> They pick up. And, they've been ago. talking about moving yeah. it forever. North yeah. of Scotia. <laughs> it's north yeah. of Scotia. You've been to Scotia, hopefully. No. I, or had it. I go to Canada only because I enjoy the extra taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. To get a beautiful gift, mm-hmm. you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The tricky part, Dana, as you know, yeah, figure, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. I hate to say it, price yep. matters. I mean, yep. Yep. that's why I recommend for any jewelry purchase, you source it from BlueNile.com. They've been with us for a while. Yeah, Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds, David, and find jewelry at Prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality stand. They have some of the highest quality standards in the industry. Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm-hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or, <laughs> or, bring out, or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings, Blue Nile's jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift. David? They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle? <laughs> Those are the technical questions. <laughs> I know. Uh, oval. They fit your budget. They'll make sure what you want, they can fit in your budget. Yes. It's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because um, 
you know, it's it's a subjective thing, and the, you'll be guided with the, this company's going to help you make the right choice. You right. give them a little information, and they'll go. Sapphire. It's hard to roll down to your local strip mall and go, yeah. We're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's yeah. not what you want. Or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant and it's like <laughs> they're flipping hot cakes and I'm trying to find my loved ones. Yeah. So, yeah. No, thank you. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose. No, mm -hmm. just in case you got 30 day returns mm -hmm. shop blue nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler go to bluenile.com today that's bluenile.com okay so if we're into the process just for one more thing yes, i want to ask you i like, like your comedy comedy albums mm -hmm. um do you feel like when it's recorded on video now is there anything that changes it at all because I'll just say for myself, one night I was driving late night. I got a whole, I don't know, I don't know if it's your first album. It's probably 20 years ago, but it was so brilliant. It was, you had a thing where you thought, maybe I'll get a drink. And next thing you were, you were in your hotel room and people were pounding on the door. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah. And yeah, then that's... and then the Ricky Henderson thing that you took so far, like what yeah. album was that? Shut up, you fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, that's what I thought. Shut up, so, fucking baby. Yeah. That's going places. Um, I don't know how to describe that. I, I, I'll say it's such a cliche, kind of Monty Python y, but also well, I look back at how you, how you made that thing work just verbally. You had to have, you're waking up in a hotel room, you don't know anything, you're stacking words together. Was that, I mean, those albums seem very free. I don't know. Oh, especially they, free. For sure. And I was, I was drinking way more during those. Yeah. Uh, that oh, shows. so <laughs> it 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 feels like that i mean it's messy the 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 it's definitely but it's, messier like, but it's, like that. It's, it's 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 like crackling though it, it. Was, it was yeah it was fun i mean it was uh i put that out on sub pop that was my first comedy album yeah and uh and that was a real story that was the uh i i, I believe i was in kansas city whether the guy's knocking and saying, answer your telephone, but it was yeah. pitch black, <laughs> pitch black in the room. I'd been traveling. I didn't, you know, and when you're on the road, you don't know where you are. You wake yeah. up and you have no fucking clue. And I had been out drinking heavily the mm. night before. And what do you drink? Sorry, just real fast. What were you drinking? Uh, I'm guessing beer and tequila. Okay. Not together, but just beer. Just want to put that together. Followed by tequila, yeah. followed by beer, followed by tequila, followed by beer. Okay. Uh, and then a slice. And, um, slice. and, and yeah, it was a bizarre, it was just, it was panic. It was like little kid panic. You know, even though you're an adult, there's a few seconds where you want your mommy because you don't, like, nothing is making sense. And, uh, and, and, the, and the trouble. pitch black yeah. and pounding and yelling yeah. out of and the you blue. You don't know where you are and you can't see anything. And there's just mm -hmm. a disembodied voice saying, Answer your telephone. Knock, knock, knock. Answer your telephone. Huh? I like they're answer right there your, and they're telling you to answer your phone. Does he make it so But weird. you don't know where you are. Yeah. Where, what telephone? Who? Who are Who's you? Who's talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going? an angel? Are you Angel Moroni? What's happening? <laughs> answer <Moroni>. your telephone. <laughs> it's like a Kubrick moment, basically. It was very bizarre. Anyway, that was like a 20 minute bit or something, but it was, you know, I, brilliant. I have those old Steve Martin albums, David. And, uh, as a kid, mm -hmm. I mean, now it's all specials and stuff and video, but it was pretty fun because he had a few screw ups. Like even when the sound goes out like that, or he's like more wine mm -hmm. and you just, and you're just picturing <laughs> in your head, Oh, it's so funny. Whatever he's doing. And he does a bit. Everyone laughs. I'm like, fuck, what is he doing? But I kind of liked it. That's all I had. So I, it's, mm -hmm. it's, but I, I would like that scratchiness and that kind of fun of the old stuff like that. And there's not that many. I think some specials come oh, out right. as a as also a CD or an album. But they, I don't. I, I they'll never get back to the sound of those yeah. '60s albums. I mean, it just so was crackling. Cool. I think it's one mic hanging overhead in the club. You hear your individual laughs that crackling thing. And now it's all stacked and well, remixed. There's, and, you know. there's one, um, I don't know which one it is, but of the different comedy channels on uh, Sirius F XM mm -hmm. or whatever, um, 
one of them, 95% of the clips they play, uh, mostly from people you haven't heard of, but they're definitely in a club and they sound different. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, you know, you hear the people. You hear right up on you. Yeah. And and it's, it's cool when you're going across the dial there, as it were. And, uh, you know, you've got the Netflix is, you know, one and you've got Comedy Central and, and the, and Raw Dog, whatever that you, you're listening to it. And they, it just sounds slicker. It's, it's, you know, S- sometimes money hurts comedy, put it that way. Oh, yeah. You know, just if a guy sure. doesn't have much, can't afford many mics, he's got a, he can only do it in a little club. He's not very popular, but it has a crackle to it. Got a, a vibe. Rick Rubin in there fixing every stick. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, you know, you want it a little messy, and that's what I like. I like, I like mistakes in a lot of things, and I like them in songs when there's they say something different than when the guy sings it in concert. You kind of want that little mess up because you know where the mess up is, and all that stuff is sort of character and gives it something different than super polished, which is the name of my new special, super polished. And nice. or, hey, uh, Neil Young releases whole songs that are out of tune. You know? <laughs> See, I like just, it. Hey, we got it. We don't do it again. It's yeah. all going for the feeling sure. of stuff. So you know it says um, here I I, I, go ahead, I love that uh, the 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 not a story, but like the the when the different actors who work with Clint Eastwood when he's directing. Oh and yeah. We'll do a take and they'll, they'll be like, okay, yeah. can I get one more? Like, no, we got it. <laughs> what? But I, no, no, we're good. We're moving on. Oh, Did but you, I, yeah. I just so worked with David to, he Fincher. Said to, yeah. He worked. He said 40. to Matt, Matt Damon, he was working with Matt Damon. He goes, can I do another take? And he goes, yeah, if you want to waste everybody's fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> one take Eastwood. Oh, great. I like these. I like these movies where they go. Oh, I did. I mean, they were this director's so good. We were doing forty takes. I'm like, maybe he's not that good. I mean, come on. I mean, so thirty nine yeah. were no. horrible. Like, come yeah. on. I had a guy drop bullets. It was a scene where someone had out of frame, just drop bullets, and then they catch it. I'm going to say sixty takes, and I realized he was a child in a sandbox. He could not see the forest for the trees. Just wanted to hit the bullets perfect. Anyway, David. I, I wait. Cross. I have another David one. David Cross. No, I'll call you your full name now. I had one that had <laughs> rapophobia. We had a we had a rap party on the last day, <laughs> and we only had like two scenes to do, so we could have this party. And he kept shooting, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's got rapophobia. He knows it's over now, and he won't let it end." That's it. And we went till midnight. Yeah. We canceled the party. We're like, "What are we doing?" Wow. Yeah, but okay. It also says says David, you. It says here. No, Stephen Wright, it, it says, is one of your favorite comics. Now, if that's true, I think he's kind of underrated. And uh, God, he had a real run there for a second when I was starting out that was so good. And uh, I, Dana, you probably worked with him, right? Because you were. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's still out there playing big rooms, I think. Um, what was it? Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I, I don't write jokes at all, I'm terrible at it. And when I think of the amount of material a comedian who works like that, you know, I went to a yeah a twenty four hour convenience store. I went yeah. there; it was closed. He said something about it, not in a row. He's, so lo- he's locking it, it up. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, we're well, not twenty hours. Hour. But the, the, he'll <laughs> you ruined that one. Well, he job. he's like air, I know I'm horrible. I can't even explain. But it's like the movie Airplane, where it's just so much blending and. You know, Steven's like that. And you kind of, it's like a magic trick. I really, and also the lo-fi to talk that yeah. soft and strut around tonight show only on your material, but you're friends with him, David Cross. <laughs> or um, you just, I mean, he's I'm, one of your I favorite comics. Yeah. I haven't seen him in quite a while, but, uh, he is, uh, a key part of key reason why I'm at the place I'm, I'm in right now. Because, did did you all know Lauren Dombrowski by any chance? Uh, Boston Comics. She was a mm. producer, head writer for Mad TV for a while. But um, she uh, she was in this comedy group I had in Boston, and um, and a good friend and an awesome person. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away from cancer a while ago. But she uh, she was good friends with Stephen. Brought and said. I, there's this guy I think you'd like. Um, you should check him out. 
and uh, brought him to see me do stand up at Catch in uh, in Cambridge, and then he told his manager uh, of of uh, whom I think he only had four clients at the time, maybe three, um, to come up from New York and see me, uh, Tim Sarkis, um, and and then Tim signed me, and then the rest, as they say, is history. Um, so he's in no small way. Of, wow. Uh, to have some big part of that. To have some powerhouse like that, say that about you. It's such a nice legacy yeah, when big. you hear that about someone like, Hey, check him out. Yeah. Help, help him out. It's such a, it's, it, yeah. Steven is a very sweet man. Many times, few times I've met him, I hung out with him. That doesn't mm. surprise me. Pay it forward. There you go. It, I no. mean, it, it's, uh, I don't know if he's aware of that. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, um, hugely important. Yeah. When I saw mm. him the first time I, it was, I was newer and I had not seen, you know, it's hard to see somebody that kind of comes out of left field because you've seen such similar comedy and you just go, Oh my God. And I had a guy in Arizona that started trying to do Stephen Wright. And it was, it was like, oh, there's tons of them. And I saw overnight, that, he's I like, mean, I had a dream. I was a kite. Yeah. I woke up in a tree. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not the same. Oh, I'm gonna just write guys. that down. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at jokes. You it, it you see that kind of delivery, and it's often like the oddball. You know, they they affect this kind of oddball persona of like. So here's an interesting idea, <laughs> and it, it, it's like, no, you're not. You know, you, that's not how it works. Yeah. The only one who did it well, it was slightly different, was Mitch Hedberg. I yeah, thought. but Mitch also, but different. You know, yeah, he he had uh, a joke structure that was similar, but his whole persona was yeah. and persona kind of uh, southern or some sort of weird. Twang. But it was kind of real, right? Yeah, and he was always smiling. Mitch, Mitch would be smiling, and there'd yeah. be kind of jazz playing behind him sometimes, and. Uh -huh. uh, and to the best of my knowledge, uh, Stephen Wright was never a junkie. So there's differences. There's, there's differences. Uh, uh, <laughs> they don't have the well, same first name. Um, yeah. Well, I, I have to I, say you know, that when Mr. I think of you, David Cross, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I have a compliment <laughs> ready. I was going to go for something metaphysical. Uh, <laughs> Well, I just your your career. It seems like you just you you've stuck to your guns. I'm just curious about you've talked about um, the Chipmunk movie, but it seems like you're I you do what you want to do. Uh, have you been tempted at times in your career to do a commercial or something that the money was good, or did you ever get into that trap, that world, or did you regret it? I, the world I, I, that I live I don't in? No, but it seems like you just. Seems like your career seems fun because you're always doing exactly what you want to yeah. do the way you want to do it, or you wouldn't do it, which yeah, is pretty much. sometimes I mean, difficult. I, I, That's what I, I, I would not say no to some, um, even if it was another like Chipmunks movie, which I did, not necessarily for the money, but I, at that point when it came around, I hadn't worked for six months, which is, you know what happens internally in your head when yeah. you're like, after like two months, you start going, oh, like to get some work and yeah. when two becomes three and three becomes four and you're like am i ever going to work again do people hate me what's wrong mm -hmm. four becomes five five becomes six and i jumped it i was like yeah i'll, I'll do whatever yeah, somebody you want. wants like, you somebody likes you and you're like yeah. shit i want it. i've i've been in that position for sure yeah and then and i nobody had any idea that that movie was going to be as phenomenally successful as it was and i was contractually obligated to do two more and the first two were fine i had no issue with it and the third one was just a terrible experience uh, for whatever. I don't know why they. Was it Chipwreck? Like <laughs> it was Chipwreck, yeah. Dana, um, they had me at sorry. the fucking Squeakle. The, the funniest Chip name for a sequel is the Squeakle. And I was like, I'm in on that one. Chipwreck, well, look, it's still cute. <laughs> it wasn't Squeakle. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, but I mean, I get to do. And, you know, I kind of supplement. Uh, doing all the stuff that doesn't pay well with a couple of big things. Sure. And then I get, you know, you get these really cool, really cool opportunities, just 
uh, Spielberg film and a Todd Haynes film and uh, worked with Michelle Gondry and all these people. And that doesn't pay shit, yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, worth it's it. all balanced and like, uh, t- uh, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret, you know, I mean, yeah. that didn't uh, pay anything. Well, you also and, have respect uh, and like, I mean, going back to Mr. Show, like with, uh, Odenkirk, like Mr. Show yeah. coming off of SNL was just going, oh fuck, they're doing whatever they want. It was, it, it was really, this is a compliment. I was just saying these, sh- it's so bananas and they do, and they, <laughs> they put out so much stuff. It's all clever. I was really, I got, I really got into that one. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was, uh, you know, and it was all new. It was new, uh, you know, Bob, neither Bob or I had run a show before sure. and, it was, and we were, it, HBO was in its infancy, basically. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, do whatever the fuck you mm-hmm. want. You know, we need you to, to get attention. Yeah. Get yeah. We need you to, to not be, uh, you know, network TV. We need you to stand out. And uh, here's $25. Get back to us at the end of the year. <laughs> see what you can do with it. And, do whatever uh, you want with it. That was fun. <laughs> it was. It was. I got two was, slinkies and a slim. It had a. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was, I hate to use the word smart, but it was. Yeah. It's so dry and weird and clever. I don't know whatever words people use for it. And you guys obviously didn't have a big budget. Was sort of part of the charm. Just the yeah. sets. Well, the like you, you said earlier, uh, comedy uh, money often is gets the enemy. Hurt. Of con- yeah, yeah. Often, you know, uh, hurts the comic idea. You know, that's in there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Rewind it back to the days of chill accent on the beach and all day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like fan fave Rocket. The excitement is endless. The vibes are right. And the cash prices could be huge. New players start playing with just five bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FOTW to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per opted-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max. $100 in casino credits awarded, which require one-time playthrough within 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash promos. Restrictions apply. Well, Dana, you have to say, I think David did audition for SNL. We'll go through that briefly. I don't know how. Just give us the sort of Is it a sore subject, David? I can't, no, I not at all. It's I didn't. A I, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> I didn't do the traditional, um, the traditional audition where you come in and you do some characters and you do all that and uh, you know on the floor. But the comedy group I had in Boston had really started to uh, make a name for itself and. And there was a little buzz, and people all of a sudden in New York were aware of it. And, you know, it, it had a lot of people that went on to great success uh, um, across the board. As I said, Lauren Dombrowski was a producer, head writer for Bad TV. Jonathan Groff was, oh, you know Jonathan Dana, had, uh, uh, 
Conan. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was a head writer for Conan. Uh, uh, John Benjamin, you know, does all the, uh, that amazing voice work and Sam mm-hmm. C. There was just a lot of folks coming out of there. And, um, uh, and they, we got an invite to go to, to showcase for SNL. We did it at Caroline's. And uh, I know Al Franken was there and James Downey and uh, uh, and some, some other folks. Smigel? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Smigel was there. Jim, would go there. Yeah. Jim Downey mm-hmm. and uh, Franken. And then some, a handful, maybe... Um, Maybe uh, Lauren Michaels, far- the Farley era. No, um, uh, I don't when, know. There were a handful of people that? who came down. Ninety four uh, would have been no, like ninety two. Maybe oh, okay. Maybe Something we'll trade like him maybe. for Spade. <laughs> uh, and we did the show, and it was a fucking disaster. And it, we started <laughs> like forty minutes late. <laughs> I, I, somebody came in, I can't remember who it was and you know, they wanted to do time and they did a bunch of time with some bigger person and, um, and we started really late and then it just, yeah, yeah, Uh, really late. And it, and it was a disaster. Someone bumps you on your phone. And there were some people in, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And we had a showcase. It wasn't like five minutes. We were doing like a show that had a beginning, middle and end and it had Uh. tech to it. And it's it started like at least an hour late by the time we eventually went on. And then um and then there were a couple of people in the group that were just pushing too hard. Like you could tell they weren't being naturally as funny as they were. Bits we've done a million times and they were just yeah. pushing too hard. It didn't work and Super Bowl. And I think Franken left is fine. Yeah. Um uh, <laughs> grumbling all the way out. And uh and then later. Um, (laughs) but i did get an open invitation to write for snl to come on and write and then i uh about a year or two later i met with lauren and i'll do that impression for you very quickly uh excellent i i think julia Mm -hmm. sweeney had uh, Rob Cohen, if you know the writer director Rob Cohen, uh, yes. Rob and I were brought uh, to New York to meet to be a writer with an eye towards women. It's the female cast. All right, whatever. So Rob had his interview. I went in, and everybody, all our friends, are as you know, because we had tons of mutual friends. We knew a lot of people at SNL at that time, and uh, they were all excited for us. And I went in, and I met for about. I want to say like 40 plus minutes with Lauren in his office. And here's my impression of how that conversation went in a nutshell. I'll be Lauren. One of you be me. I'll ask you a question. Just start to answer it. So David, what, what is, what is your idea? What do you like best about sketch comedy? Well, it's, you know, it's, Cause I'll uh, tell you just... what I like. I like it when, and it was that <laughs> for 40 minutes, I barely, I would answer, I'd start to answer and then he would answer his own question. And then I left and I had no idea if it was good or bad. And everybody was like, wow, you were in there for a long time. Holy, you guys, this is going to be great. I think, you know, I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. And then I, neither Rob nor I were hired. And that was that. Not a bad story, not a bad experience, no. but just weird, kind of bizarre. Um, there's so many people have weird stories around that. Now it's so uh, mythic to be in a room with Lorne Michaels. I mean, that was 92, but like he is, I don't know what you call it, iconic now <laughs> with the Godfather, whatever. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I can't imagine people going in there now. Um, but um I talked to him last night. You know, the one that really got away uh, was um, <laughs> David Cross. It was that thing of like, I answered every question. I didn't know. I had a little toot right before he came a in. A little and toot. I sort of amped up. <laughs> uh, but, he, but he's like, like really, really good. Sorry. I, That's I, all I got for It does yeah. check out because so, they were saying right for women like to us. And it was sort of a problem then. And they've, I think they've fixed it. There's so many great women on there. But... 
at the at that time exact time it was a lot of like uh it was so due to heavy yeah i there. think this would have been about 90 i want to say 94 yeah maybe, that's exactly somewhere around yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah i i don't know it seems like it's dodging a bullet in some ways it's you did fine well you know, I, then do, if you, I don't know I, go ahead i went to visit i know when um Sarah Silverman and Dave Attell were, were writing there and I was in New York for doing something and I went to visit them. I might've had a friend who was uh, the guest that week. I, I don't remember, but I was in town and I went to go visit them. And I remember uh, kind of walking in past some like a, a, a receptionist type of desk, like assistant mm-hmm. desk or whatever. And then there was this big, room with a glass uh, thing and a long, big, long table. And the writers went there and I went in. Oh, and there's tons of like pizza and Chinese food, like Ugh, delivery. Yeah, and then um, I remember walking in and uh, and seeing everybody and everybody kind of felt like they had 50 pound weights on their like their necks they were just slumped mm-hmm. over and there was no energy and no joy and i remember and i'd been coming from uh, mr show at this point where we just had a blast most of the time i was like oh boy you walk in hello my baby hello my gosh <laughs> we're sitting there in those fluorescent <laughs> lights bzz, 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 it's bzz. funny yeah oh, <laughs> hello i'm on. from the 22nd century How are you? <laughs> you guys like 20 minutes you know <laughs> I'm from the 23rd century. Well, you know more than I do. Hey, I just did a Mr. Show yeah. kind of template of what made me laugh so hard. Bob Odekirk, can you um, have this sort of Lennon and McCartney thing? Friends and I, I, I don't know. It just seems you have a well, sensibility, uh, shared sensibility in so many ways. Yeah. We do. Just, we're, we're, we, it really works so phenomenally well. We're, we're, quite different people and with different backgrounds and um and approach comedy from different ways but when we do it together it's just and we knew this from the very 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 beginning first thing we ever started doing um and uh you know it it, it's it was like effortless and it all made sense and the the strengths and weaknesses i have balanced out his strengths and weaknesses which were different and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it's, it's been a, a highlight of my life, you know, to, to be able to work with him and, you know, call him my best friend and, um, and, oh, oh is that we my have daughter? A, there's, there's a cat. There's a, there's a she's hey, pretending oh. to be a cat. Marlo. Marlo. Are you out there? Well, where are you? <laughs> Oh, you're at Daddy. the door. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's my door <laughs> She's thing. on the roof. I'm in my office. Where are you? Wait, what? What? what is it? All right. On the talking box. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Typical. I thought model. I had my phone on silent. Um, <laughs> your cat's oh, that's box. funny. Uh, yeah. Marlo. <laughs> what, what, was, what was up with Marlo? I, I mean, I don't know. What was up with that? By the way, before um, we before we anyway, I, I find that really interesting. Bob Odenkirk, oh yeah, is the he's so fun to work with, and he's so hey. uh, he's just effusive. I don't know if he is all the time. But no, this is gonna be great. He's a great laugh. Yeah. But I'll tell you this one thing, which I want to ask ask you about. This is a very human Bob. So we know him in the '80s, and he's just coming along like that. And then he goes through all his stuff, Mister Show, and everything. Then then he's on Better Call Saul. Uh, so at first he's on Breaking Bad, then he gets that show. So he's on our podcast and one of my favorite moments. And he goes, he goes, I knew if this action movie worked, you guys are going to go, what the fuck? <laughs> now he's a movie star. Yeah. It really made me laugh. Like, what is going on? Because uh, so with you and him, like I was pulled out of a movie theater once in the late 90s. By people didn't know I was ever on TV, and they just said someone told us that you knew Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's just sort of a weird the trajectory. I, of I had to happen this morning. Ego and stuff. So, but 
but Bob just the kind of as he's a comedian and first and foremost, so he knew how funny it was. I mean, he just has so anyway. How do you navigate that? Like you, your partners in crime. Now he's going off on this thing. You're still talking all the time. It doesn't affect anything, but with you two personally, right? Well, I mean, the the one of the greatest things about Bob as a person and as a uh, sketch writer, comedian, actor, artist is he has no ego. There's no real ego, you know, and no. we zero. <laughs> yeah. And we He's hard to hate. And I don't trying. have that ego. <laughs> I don't have that ego either. And, and it really helps to collaborate that way. Mm. And, uh, you know, I want for him and wish for him nothing but the best and uh, all the success, success in the world. And, and him with me, vice versa. And he's a big supporter. He's at every show I do. If I'm in LA or Chicago, he's there. And, um, and he, you know, uh, we enjoy the whole process. So, uh, I think it, and I also knew early on, uh, because he demonstrated it in certain sketches, he's a really good dramatic actor. I knew that mm -hmm. was there. And if it's always bothered mm -hmm. me when, when, people kind of make an assumption it's just lazy that oh it's a w w usually it's like wow i had no idea robin williams could really act or oh jim carrey really surprised me or you know when an, a comic is <laughs> does shows anything humanity captain kangaroo has some chops <laughs> you know i mean it's 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 just lazy thinking and so people are like wow bob odenkirk who knew like yeah. well all of us who knew him yeah <laughs> you know it's the same thing like, well, a writer, well, he's just a writer. Well, a writer can't perform. Or direct. That's yeah. insane. They're just a writer. But yeah, the Bob who uh, of 2023, when we saw him, yeah, there's literally no ego and no change of anything. <laughs> it's yeah. like I, yeah. you could not talk to him for a decade, and it's exactly just right there. And so- you guys share that, and I guess that's why it's, it's fun. That's why you friendship. get along. I mean, he did say uh, on uh, when he got his star Walk of Fame that you were funnier than him. I was, yeah. <laughs> he, he said, he said, I'm funny too. I it wasn't a false compliment, but yeah, David's a little bit funnier than me in that moment. Uh, in that I, moment, yeah. There's if you watch it, which I I didn't. I was there doing it, but uh, when I gave my little thing, um, in which I think uh, I referenced you, David Spade. And uh, I not, saw that. I watched and, it. <laughs> and then you can watch watch Bob leaning over my shoulder at the script, and you could just imagine him like punching it up in his head and making <laughs> notes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe t cut that out and maybe focus on this or you know. Well, the idea. I mean, the initial broad based idea was you started t reading an article from. From Hollywood Reporter or something that had nothing to do. With oh, Bob it was the variety. Uh, <laughs> yeah, variety. It was um, oh, some guy. What's that fucking guy's name? The DJ, DJ Khaled, and mm. you know who's everywhere. And like, what? What have you done? Okay, and uh, so it was. All, it was an issue dedicated to DJ Khaled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was on everybody's chair. The reason that I did it was it, oh, they put okay. it on everybody's chair there. Nothing okay. to do with anything. And you want to hear a great? This is this is great. This is so present day Hollywood. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we were on Vine, right? We, you know, his his star is on uh, on Vine, just north of uh, Hollywood Boulevard, and um, 
and we were all set there on the side, like kind of facing mm-hmm. uh, the sidewalk, up up mm-hmm. uh, up abutting the sidewalk. And you know, there's Hollywood royalty. There's Carol Burnett, and there's you know all of these people and dressed up. And at the top, and and it's on an incline, right? Mm-hmm. And we we're uh, about halfway down. Uh, and then, it, and it's disgusting, right? There's the smell of human <laughs> pee, and it's, it's hot, and it's just a disgusting, awful place. And I don't know what, where it came from, or what business was releasing it, or whatever. But this gush, the stream—that's I'm going to say, a good inch and a half to two inches thick of water. And people have open-toed, like the women have open-toed mm. high heels. Just come, and it's brown and dirty and oily <laughs> and everything that's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it just comes <laughs> rushing down. And so while this celebration of Hollywood is happening, people are like, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a perfect little if it was on Mr. Show, it would have gotten higher and more covering people's yeah. heads, right? It would have been just like, and then they would have ignored it, and they would just be like, "I don't know, just kept going on. Nothing's wrong." It's like, <laughs> well, when there's fame going on, you're willing to. I, I'm willing to look the other way. I just get so focused on the fame of it all and the fun. <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm like, but I'm here. It's a blast. My star is down near El Segundo, if you know where that is. Uh, it's by a El Pollo Loco uh, that's not on oh, the map. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything left for Dana Cross, Danny? Uh, David Cross? <laughs> David, Dana? <laughs> well, unless he comes back another time. I, 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 well, I have too so much. many things. No, I mean, too many. We well, we can, arrested, uh, arrested Development. We didn't, sure. we didn't touch uh, Minion, Megamind. We didn't touch... Um, uh, what, what's what's up with Jason Bateman? I mean, what's what's the deal with that? What's guy? Yeah, his what? deal? Trash what's Will Arnett. Deal? Deal. Don't pull, don't pull <laughs> any punches. What's the deal? Will Arnett. I love those also. guys. I love those guys. Not no, no. Yeah. yeah Here are the them. people you want to see in a restaurant, and they wave you over to their yeah. booth. Oh, ba- Bateman's a a pro. I mean, he. So so many of the of the people I know that are the most down to earth, most equitable, gracious, uh, gracious and 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 caring people in the world of Hollywood uh, were kid actors or born and raised in L.A. Like the assholes. When people think about asshole Hollywood, <laughs> those are all people who moved there. But the people I know mm-hmm. that were born and raised in it with kid actors are. Just super sweet, nice, genuine, good people, and Jason's one of those. I do think the longer you're in it, you don't you don't get tricked out by it much. So yeah. I assume if you start as a kid, you see this kid got the Lassie show, and I did all all the emotionally violent aspect but to you it also, starts you, to kind of tamp down. You see the yeah. the you know the sausage being made, as it were, and it, and there's yeah. you know for a fact it's not as exciting and glamorous and. It's a job. People seem to forget that, but it's a fucking job, you know? Yeah. I mean, my wife was a, a child actress, you know, and she has a, a lot to say about it, you know? There's a really yeah, good movie t- about that, it Dana, too if you get a chance. It's called Dickie Roberts. Uh, Oppenheimer? Um, anyway, um, <laughs> by the way, Jessica Walters played my... She was in a movie called PCU, one of the first movies I ever did, so... I would follow her and things she did. So it was fun. Um, she was kind of fun on that movie. She was mm-hmm. pretty sweet to me. Uh, and the cast is huge. Uh, everyone loves, everyone loves rest of development. And then it got another life on Netflix, right? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Good job. Did that. I just was curious cause I was looking at that. Did that predate the American version of the office or is there any, um, like were you uh, arrested- in America? I think Arrested predated the American office, but not by much. It couldn't have been by much. Because I know the... I, I don't know, but I think it did. But it yeah, couldn't I have mean, been by They're different, but there's a certain... Uh, Arrested. I don't know what well, you the, the Cinema the, verite. Yeah, the documentary yeah. style thing. Mm-hmm. Although we never... Uh, the, the camera... The characters never acknowledged the camera the, mm-hmm. or the, quote, crew. Uh, right. right. Which they did in The Office. Uh, 
I mean, they went to the well on that thing like 20 times an episode. Somebody looking yeah. over going, well, what? That's a great well, way out of a joke. Steve Carell. Steve Carell, what's up with that guy? Oh, you tell me. I don't know. Yeah, I just Dane think is your say best that about friend. Anybody. <laughs> David Cross, what's up with that guy? Yeah. It's, good, it's a good way to sound. Another very talented comic uh, who's a, yes. an extremely talented actor. Steve Carell, Click you never would have thought, never yep. in a million years, you'd be any good at anything. That guy's a silly <laughs> clown. <laughs> he's a he's clown. Like, what? Oscars? Give him yeah. a, no, he's a, and he's a, a, another person. It sounds like we're doing Merv Griffin or something, but it's like that's such a lovely human being yeah. and so unpretentious. Even after he was huge, he would go yeah. to the mall. His wife Nancy told me, just as you know, didn't think it'd be a problem. You know, and then people were mobbing him. So I like the good ones. Let me tell you that. Well, yeah, me too. David, thank you for spending some time with uh, the dysfunctional couple of me and Dana. That's great. I'm glad to see you guys. Uh, you know, the therapy's working out and it's, it's, you seem to be copacetic. Well, it's all working just, and- I just want a newsflash. We have a talk over meter and we were up at 60% of the time you tried to speak. We talked. About- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about an, good. that's about an, about an average. <laughs> it's right in the middle. It's not, it's a, <laughs> Steve Martin was slightly higher. <laughs> anyway, but, we have to be careful of yeah. that, this new technology. One day. I'll just leave you with this. If you're watching TV with your wife and a very handsome man comes on and she goes, oh, and you, and you go, what? I don't get it. What, what are you talking about? That's what I do. That's my defense fallback. That's it. I don't know That's what your you're closing about. words. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt. You know, I was just doing this to try to make him smile. <laughs> didn't work this bit out. Yeah, I should. But I think it's funny. Brad Pitt comes on television. And you go, I don't get it. What? Yeah. What's the? What's the whole whoop de do? Oh, about I this see. Guy? Yeah. yeah, I see. It's so you, a you, because reverse. you're you're th- you're threatened by the the handsomeness. You're like, yeah. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, That's I do I that. Mean. I do that when I see Bruce Valanche, but uh, maybe it doesn't work that well. <laughs> I, that's the one I that's get. That's just for you. Look up Bruce. Nothing yeah, that's, that's Bruce. Just for you. But look Bruce up. Brad Pitt, Bruce Fletch. <laughs> All right. Thanks, David. This has been a presentation of Odyssey. Please follow, subscribe, leave a like, a review. All the stuff. Smash that button, whatever it is, wherever you get your podcasts. Fly on the Wall is executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Jenna Weiss Berman of Odyssey, Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment, and Heather Santoro. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman. 